Back from the weekend on Locked On Coyotes, Jacob Chikrin, very close to being on his way out. Plus, it's game day, so we're going to take a look at the Arizona Coyotes versus the Nashville Predators. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Carl Pavlik on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Let's uh, let's get in right into today's episode, Carl, because over the weekend, the Arizona Coyotes, before their game against St. Louis, goes and posts Jacob Chikrin will be a healthy scratch for trade-related purposes. Yes. Was it purposes or reasons? Trade-related Either reasons. way. Yeah. But either way, trade-related yeah. being the key here. It put everyone on, like, watch all of Saturday night, all for us to get kind of just, you know, disappointed. The fact that no news at the time of this even recording even, which is a Sunday night after the Super Bowl, Still no official news on the trade, but it seems, Carl, that Jacob Trickren very likely on his way out from the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah. And, I mean, it, it's not the most uncommon scenario. We often see players uh, healthy scratch when they are on the trade block. You don't want someone to get hurt uh, before you ship them out. That's just good business sense. Normally, teams are not so up front with the fact that it is for that reason. They'll just say that they're a healthy scratch. Um, but I, I mean, honestly, what else are you going to say about Jacob Chikrin? He's not a, he's not a healthy scratch kind of guy. Like if you do healthy scratch him for anything other than trade related reasons, that's potentially a red flag for another team. So might as well just be honest about it. Yeah. And it makes it. And, and I think at this point, you know, if they if they had said it just has if Jacob Chicken is a healthy scratch, people will try to look too much into it. Like, oh, there's this reasons, there's that reasons, there's that reasons. The fact that they just kind of put it out there, like, yep, this is what we're doing, this is what's happening. You know, it kind of put to bed a lot of other speculation. It brought up to brought forward different forms of speculation, and now the form of speculation, Carl, is uh, first of all where he's going. We seem to have. A, at this time of recording, a very likely answer. Nothing, of course, not confirmed, but a very likely answer. And also, at what you know, what the value of said trade is. Yeah. So the the kind of clear contender that emerged was the Los Angeles Kings, who who we talked about. Uh, I I would argue that this is kind of the perfect situation for another team to just kind of like step in because it didn't happen right away. Like, so if you are the, you know, the Ottawa senators and you really want to make a splash, just go in 
hard with a major offer right now. Put Bill while well, Bill Armstrong's waiting for LA, and then you could just be like, "Hey, I got a better call. I took it in the moment." Um, we have seen crazier things happen when it comes to NHL trades, um, but yeah, it does seem like if things continue the way they were over the weekend, uh, Chikrin is going to be a king for the foreseeable future. Yeah, so Jacob Chikrin. Uh, I mean, this trade, uh, the LA Kings seem to have the um the key pieces that the uh, coyotes are looking for in a trade and that i think that they're willing to meet those expectations at what from what my understanding is um the only other team that came out as a as a i wouldn't say front runner but as a pushing hard is the boston bruins that name kind of not necessarily fizzled out in the last 24 hours um but the LA Kings just name just kind of really pushed forward. A lot of uh, NHL media is really pushing the LA Kings idea that they're, they're the team that has all the assets in place and has the pieces that Coyote is looking for. Yeah. And we've talked about that in the past that, that LA does have like a very good crop of young talent and prospects and if you're a team like the Coyotes and you want a prospect who's good and like two years down in their development, more so than a person you would draft right away, LA is a good team to get that from. Uh, I also believe that they just have you know, the space for him more so, the need. Like there's reasons why LA is, makes sense and why they are emerging. And they're also just in a, a very competitive spot right now. They need an upgrade. Uh, potentially two upgrades. Absolutely. Other names that were brought up over the weekend and shot down either really quickly or um, or even shot down even before the news came out. Uh, Edmonton had said that the price is too high. I think Toronto had said the price is too high. Um, I believe there was one other team that said the price was too high. Uh, Ottawa, I think the price is was too high for them as well um so a lot and so a lot of teams that we had originally talked about kind of backed out and in a sense that okay yeah the price is too high arizona is asking for too much um i mean i don't i don't know if that's the case um we don't we obviously don't know what LA really is going to be giving back if this is the actual case, but we'll have to see. I just want to point out, um, it, it's crazy to me that Ottawa is still in the conversation about this. They have 51 points in 51 games. Uh, they are not going to make the playoffs. They are the second worst team in the Atlantic division. Uh, and before the season, it's it's where I predicted they would be. And then they made a couple of moves, and people were like, oh, is this going to be it? Is this going to be the year Ottawa competes? And it's like, what, why? Why do you think that? Because they got to bring it? Like, I think you need more than just that one piece. Uh, and Chikrin was kind of the same way. They're like, we could just add Chikrin, and we'll be a Stanley Cup contender, right? I'm like, that's not how that works at all. Uh we know this because the Coyotes have Chikrin, and they're not a Stanley Cup defender. I mean, yeah, and the Coyotes have had Chikrin for years. Yeah. 
since he was drafted. Literally started right away, and they have never been a Stanley Cup contender with him. They had um, a playoff-ish run, you know, that year where they made the bubble and then made it actually into the first round before getting ousted incredibly easily. But Yeah. Like, there, there are teams that made sense, um, and then there's just the Ottawa Senators who just – the name wouldn't die. And I found it the weirdest thing. Like the, the hype that the senators had this going into the season and then being connected to Chikrin, it seemed like such a disconnect from reality. And I'm glad that I was perceiving reality correctly. It it really reaffirms my sanity. Yeah. I do find it interesting though, that both Toronto and Edmonton kind of decided that, I mean, to our understanding, that they can't meet the expectation that the Coyotes were looking for. I did see a potential that Edmonton would go for Gossis Bear. It's not. It's an interesting thing that we can probably discuss later this week is a potential trade pieces and value for for Shane Gossis Bear. But what we're going to do is we're going to look at potential trade pieces, what's been discussed and what's been linked with the Arizona Coyotes and the Los Angeles Kings on a potential Jacob Chikrin trade. Obviously, we're recording on Sunday night. Uh, things could have changed by the time you are all listening to this. We will obviously have live updates um, as soon as we get as soon as we know the information. We're going to talk about everything more in just a bit, but first, a quick word from our sponsors on the show. So I just want to say that our next partner has a product that I use literally every day. I'm talking about AG1 because I don't have enough time in my day and I don't have enough energy. And AG1 helps out with both of those things because AG1 is super easy to use. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin. And it's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. And AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's the one thing that you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. And your subscription will come with a year's supply of vitamin D, which is so important to add in these winter months. I know a lot of people aren't necessarily getting the same amount of sun if you're working, you know. There's still some sun when you're getting off, but not enough. And what I want to do to make this super easy for you is Athletic Greens is going to give you one free year supply of that immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs along with your first purchase. All you need to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership of your over over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So let's go ahead now and talk about some of these potential tra- uh, trade pieces, Carl. And um and I'm I'm going to go ahead and kind of go ahead and say cuz like I think some reporters out there are giving roughly the same idea sure. of where this is going. And I'm, and I'm, you know, trying to bring it up. So it is, um, 
you know, we have, we, so we know a little bit more to a lot of people's understanding is what we're looking at is a, um, a couple of first rounders, a prospect and, um, well, that's what I think that's what, yeah, a couple first rounders and a prospect. Um, it has been, and it has been updated to the information that, you know, those couple of first rounders could also be a player who was drafted in the first round in the last couple of years. Um, which is fun because we, we normally call those prospects, but, uh, yeah, know. exactly. Well, there's ladder prospects and other prospects. Um, yeah. Like a blue chip prospect would be like a good way to describe that. Um, yes. it, it, and it makes sense. I do think it's very like interesting. I don't know if it shows like a flexibility on the Coyotes end with like, hey, either a first round pick in the upcoming drafts or a player who was a first round pick. Probably the last, what would you say, like two to three years? Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. Like I said uh, at the start of the episode, you kind of want someone who is still young, still going to grow with the team, grow with the rebuild, but maybe a little bit further along. Uh, the same logic when the team took J.J. Mosier, who was an older player in the second round. Yeah. So let's let's assume, Carl, that one of the pieces in this trade is a blue chip prospect first round draft pick. Yeah. Um, here are some of the options, and I will um, mention one of the players that has since been ruled out, but we'll talk about that in just a minute. Um, but the players who in recent years that have been drafted in the first in the first round by the LA Kings are Brant Clark, Quinton Byfield, Alex Turcott, um, Tobias Bjornfoot, Rasmus Kupari, and uh, and Gabe Velarde. Um, what? First of all, Brant Clark. There was it was announced on on uh, social media um, that I mean, at least his agent has said that the Kings have said he's not he's not moving. Brant Clark is staying with the LA Kings organization. Yeah, if that does hold true, I'm looking at Alex Turcott, Carl. I think Alex okay. Turcott might be that that guy that that thing that helps bring this one to the actual table. See, I kind of wonder about Bjornfront because like the Coyotes are weak on their blue line. They need a replacement for Chikrin. Like, who who is that going to be? And, and that's kind of a concern that I had with the Coyotes draft last season or last year mm-hmm. uh, where they're just like, hey, you really didn't pick uh, a player who's going to replace Jacob Chikrin. And you know that you need to do that. So... I, I'm kind of curious about that. Turncott, I think, would be another good one. Um, I, I think that, you know, never can have too many forwards, especially because, you know, not everyone's going to hit. You want to make sure that you have as many options as you can. Yeah, and there's there's definitely a possibility, and we're, getting, we're just talking about a blue chip. There might be another prospect involved in there, a little bit lower, uh, who could also be a defenseman because, again, the Coyotes need those. Um, yeah. As well as a, a, as you know, we'll say a 2023 first, first rounder. I believe that's, to my, to my belief, that's going to be included. Um, but that 2023 first, 
should pr- it's probably likely also going to be top 10 protected. Which I, I don't imagine the Kings having a top 10 pick, so yeah, that's fine. I mean, they could collapse and whatever, but... Even if they collapsed, it would have to be a, a very, very, very big collapse. Like, I don't think they have it in them to be that bad in the in the stretch. True. The only I think the I, I think the only thing that would make it really interesting were if a top ten protected pick were for like let's say twenty twenty four, right? Because yeah. you don't know what window the LA Kings are looking at. Because maybe you know let next year something just collapses and then the 2023-2024 Kings are just god-awful, just like the uh, the what happened to the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, there's always a possibility that injuries will completely wreak havoc on them. Uh, although I, I don't necessarily think that the Kings are in that same um, level of danger just because, you know, the Canadians were, were just you know, goaltending, and that was pretty much it. Yeah, that's definitely um, a good a good thing to, to look at. You know, I'm trying to figure out more from this list because, I mean, well, not this list in general, but the Coyotes and Kings potential bit because, to my knowledge, you get all that for – just Jacob Chikrin, I think that might be too much of an asking price. That's why it seems like, Carl, there very likely could be a goaltender involved in this trade. Which I'm not necessarily sure that the the goaltending aspect of it works as much for me because the the rumor that I, I saw, which I'm sure you're referring to is Cal Peterson and Karel Vimelka being included in the swap, which I mean, do you one-to-one, what do you think of that trip? I, I question that trade one-to-one. Yeah. Um, it's, you're looking at someone who's kind of been struggling a little bit versus like a, Unproven yet potentially high ceiling goaltender. Yeah. Uh, and now let me just include the fact that Cal Peterson is set to make $5 million for the next two seasons. Yeah, that's, I mean, not like the Coyotes can't afford it because they can. Sure. Because they, you know, they're barely even hitting the the salary floor. Yeah. But still, I don't know if, I'm Bill Armstrong. If I would want to take a contract like that for a goaltender, that's not like, I mean, yeah, I would say just say just just kind of just like not great. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure, sure why Peterson has a $5 million contract. Uh, He is, you know, he had a, a good last year, but it wasn't great. Um, he he's never really been a seemed like a future starter necessarily. Uh, so we have a lopsided in two ways: Vimelka being the better goaltending tender at least now with a better contract. Coyotes are taking on a worse 
and like I, I don't necessarily see like that being like a balancing act for like a chicken trade. To me, that means like the Kings need to add a little bit more. And maybe I'm just being greedy, which, you know, considering the, the market seems to be shy of what the Coyotes want, but we're also a month away from the trade deadline. Well, I mean, there is also the possibility that let's take, let, let's assume that those two are part of the deal. Yeah. Right. Um, let's say going to uh to LA would be Jacob Chikrin and Karel Vimelka coming to Arizona. Let's say 2023 first rounder, a um 2024 first rounder, and Alex Turcott. Sure. And of course Cal Peterson. <sighs> I mean, if that happens, I wouldn't necessarily think it's the worst. Um, it it does make me question if the Coyotes maybe waited a little bit too much. Because, I mean, if, if we're expecting L.A., like, I know we talked about there's a chance they could stumble, but let's be real. We should look at them as a team. They're trending up. Like those are going to be like lower end picks, especially as we get further along. Like I, I don't know, it the return on that just doesn't necessarily do as much for me as last year when we were talking about a blue chip prospect, a first round pick, and like a player. Chikrin has come back from injury, looking great. He should be getting more than last season. And yep. he's not for some reason. Absolutely. You know, I you make a good point. I think, there, and there's still a lot to be known. Like everything that we're saying and everything that's being said on social media right now, at the and again, at the time of this recording, is still speculation. Yep. Social trade details have been released. It just seems that the most confident part of this is the fact that Jacob Chikrin very likely can be an LA King by at the of course the latest the trade deadline. We don't know when exactly this is going to happen, but the fact that this happened over the weekend of Jacob Chikrin being scratched for that trade related reasons, it put a scratch to our head and made us think and have this go through all this. Yep. Anyways, though, enough of Drake of Trickern talk. We got a game to get to. We're going to talk about that and get to our betting predictions for courtesy of our friends at FanDuel. Speaking of FanDuel, I'll let you know about our friends at FanDuel because the midway point of the NBA season is here. And now the perfect time to download FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to, to threes drained. It's very going to be really fun. You know, obviously, we're here in Arizona. You can take a look at now what the Phoenix Suns are going to be doing now that they have Kevin Durant in town. Plus, 
FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at bigger payout with the same game parlay. Don't miss your chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So let's get to the game today, Carl, because the Coyotes up against the Nashville Predators tonight at 6 p.m. Um, we got a game to talk about. First of all, I want to ask you this. Does Jacob Trickwin get moved before tonight's game? I'm going to say... I'm going to say no. Not before okay. tonight's game. I think he's another healthy scratch. Fair enough. But let's get to the game, though, because we got a very interesting game. The Coyotes have been an interesting team the last couple of, last couple of games. They had two straight overtime games back-to-back. Mm-hmm. Um, now they're up against the Nashville Predators, who are man, a pretty okay team. Like, yeah. like I, they're not good. But they're no. not terrible. I mean, because let's, let's let's take a look. Really, the the so, central so, division is not good. Yeah. Um, the, the I think it is right mathematically possible that the Predators will make the playoffs. Uh, it is just very unlikely. Exactly. They have they have fifty six points through fifty games right now. Uh, to the Coyotes, forty two. So, yeah, they're a better team than the Coyotes, but by how much, really? Um, yeah, that's what th- this game is all about. Being the better team than the Coyotes is not necessarily like uh, something you want to really hang your hat on. Um, let's. I don't know. I I want to take a look at the uh, some of the odds as we get as we also predict this game, Carl. Our odds, courtesy once again of our friends at. FanDuel, uh, where the Arizona Coyotes are point and a half underdogs. The money line at plus 205 if you want to bet on Arizona. Total points, once again, at six. I I think this one's going to be under. Um, the Predators don't score a lot of goals. Like, if you look at their last two, they have two regulation goals, um, and then they beat the Flyers in the shootout. The Coyotes, like, sure, they came back to get five uh, on the St. Louis Blues, but defensively, I think the Predators are going to be a little bit better. I would bet the under. I'm going to go 3-1 Coyotes for this. 3-1 Coyotes. I do like that prediction. Um, I'm actually going to be interesting because interested in, you know, who starts at goaltending because – I mean, obviously, you know, Krovey Milka is usually the safe bet. But, you know, why not also get, your, you know, a former Nashville Predator up against their, you know, his former team and get Connor Ingram in there? Yeah. I mean, always good to have a guy playing his old team. Uh, although with the goaltender, like, they may know some of his, like... Weak spots and everything. Weak spots. So, yeah. But... It, I mean, if we're talking like Chikram being a healthy scratch, Vimelka also being involved in that trade, maybe maybe sit him on the bench 
get get Ingram a start. Uh, I could see either way. Um, Ingram's been playing, you know, pretty well lately, so I, I would not feel nervous about throwing him in there the same way I would like earlier in the season. Yeah. So I'm going to be with you. This game is going to be is going to go under. So I'm going to take the under on this game. Okay. Um. I do not have the Coyotes winning though. Sure. I believe it's going to be a three to two Nashville win. Nice. Okay. And it's gonna be and it's gonna be in regulation. I don't. I can. I just can't see three back to back to back OTs. Can it happen? Sure. Will yeah. it happen? Not on my predictions. I mean, the the Coyotes showed remarkable resilience coming back twice against the the Blackhawks and the Blues, um, but that's not really something you want to plan on like that luck is eventually going to run out so yeah it, it's perfectly fair to not assume that there's not going to be three overtime games i do want to see if we can get any other kind of um maybe prop bet on this right um can do just let's say goals just a goal scorer name one of the goal scorers of of um either from either side really uh, who's going to be scoring tonight? Uh, Nick Schmaltz been on a roll, uh, so I'm going to say him. And then um, Matt Duchesne on the Predators, also been playing really well, one of their top three guys. So I'm going to say Schmaltz and Duchesne for the goal scorers. Nice. That's definitely a good um, a good prediction on, on that one. Um, anyways, any final thoughts you want to give out before – this is definitely going to be an interesting game. Uh, last game of a road trip, Coyotes are going to have a day off. So might as well empty the tank. Absolutely. Well, that's going to be it, though, for today's episode of Locked on Coyotes. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review. Like, comment, subscribe if you've yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash LockedOnCoyotes, and on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I'm personally at Robin underscore Leonel. Carl Pavlock is at Carl Pavlock at FH. Interact with us. Ask the question you might have. We might answer right back or in a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl off. <laughs>